Welcome to Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, January 26th, 2021. The Ventilador 500 was a shit show this morning. I was back involved. I didn't sleep through today's event. Uh, but there was a disturbance in the force. I don't, I don't know what happened exactly. I have some ideas. Uh, for those of you who didn't listen to the most recent podcast, which I titled Ramshackle Day Parade, after a song I love by Joe Strummer from his, from his 2003 release, Streetcore. <laughs> I discussed this event that my wife and I do with the baby every morning. We have a ceiling fan, which is technically, I think, a ventilador de techo, that we put five stuffed animals we put up on each blade. We put an animal on each blade, a stuffed animal. And every morning at the same time, because we are desperate to have tradition, because we come from two divorced families, <laughs> we... We put the animals up there, and then we have our daughter, who's two, start the, press the fan button, the button that turns on the fan. The fan spins around, and the winner is the stuffed animal who stays on the longest. It's like a rodeo, I guess. We call it Ventilador 500 because it sounds like, to us, some big event. And our daughter, each morning, is the Grand Marshal, and we count it down, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and she loves it. Also, it should be noted, and this is probably just a it's a correlation, certainly not, there's no causation here, but uh, certainly a, a bit of a look into the future or uh, a window into human hierarchy, but uh, more often than not, when my daughter takes a nap during the day, which comes several hours after Ventilador de Techo, Ventilador 500, she will choose as the one stuffed animal to sleep with her, the winner. <laughs> so it starts pretty early. <laughs> uh, the hierarchies. Um, yeah, it's interesting. We, we were off the passies. She quit pacifiers, passies as we call them, cold turkey, and then, which was great. And because we didn't know if that was going to be hard or not. And then we just subbed in stuffed animals. And to not make her the kid who's unnaturally attached to one stuffed animal, or if I'm being judgmental, uh, unnaturally attached, maybe that's just normal, but we rotate the stuffed animals through. So this day she'll sleep with Purple Cat. Tomorrow she'll sleep with Oso Pardo. Uh, on Thursday she'll sleep with Hedgehog reporting for duty. Just to mix it up and make her love all her stuffed animals equally i suppose i don't know what it is we're just over and trying to over engineer a child like everybody else is no they're not <laughs> you guys are just fucking tilters you're right because it's covid and we're losing our minds and it's getting worse before it's getting better and we can't go outside that's really frustrating and most important to me is dad cannot go do stand-up comedy and have some spleen venting, so he's probably a challenge to be around. Anyway, that's what we do each morning, and like I said, the girl's not afraid to take the winner to bed with her. So, uh, she's a star fucker at an early age. Interesting, though. 
the view into the hierarchy. So I slept through Ventilador 500 yesterday. To my dismay, by, by two minutes, my wife started it without me, and uh, which certainly, as I mentioned yesterday, Winklevossed me. I am the founder and the create the author. <laughs> I own I own intellectual property rights to Ventilador 500, and I just was so casually pushed pushed aside yesterday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which also is probably a window into the future. I think my wife knows that uh, or believes that I will die before her. I believe that she has, uh, I mean, she has to, this is, this is serious. She has to prepare for a life uh, with her and the girl without me. <laughs> Maybe they're looking forward to it. Um, but it's a, you know, men die before women. We didn't have parent, kids until we're in our late 40s, mid 40s. Um, and there we go. So I'll be dead probably, and they'll have hopefully a long life without me. And maybe this is just a look into, into uh, what the future might hold. But still, I'm here, motherfuckers. <laughs> like Richard Pryor said, I ain't dead yet. Um, so I'd like to be involved in the game that I created. But yesterday, uh, Zuckerberg pushed me aside and uh, ran the race by herself. And I'm sure it wasn't as much fun. But this morning, I was uh, present and whatever you, what are you, present and, present and counted for, accounted for? Present and, I don't know, whatever that expression is. I was there for Ventilador 500, but my wife already had sort of assumed the, the CEO position, and she's like, it's time for Ventilador 500. And my wife is responsible for most I don't know. I don't know. She drives most. She's not. She's probably just more interested in planning than I am. So she probably is responsible for a little more strategy in our household than I am. I'm certainly, I have input into it, but yeah, you want to do that? Or we want to try to put a washer and dryer in that room? Sounds great. I'm up for that. So. She, it's probably just, I, I'm, you know, I find myself to be increasingly flexible or at least amenable to, and also knowledgeable in that if it's her idea, it's probably going to be pretty good. So fuck yeah, whatever. Do you want to do that thing? Let's do that. It sounds like a good idea. But when it comes to my cherished Ventilador 500, uh, I felt this morning she was pushing me out of the way a little bit because even before the appointed time, she had said a couple times, it's almost time, girl. It's almost time. Now, maybe she's just excited for the family event and <laughs> the tradition that we've been trying so hard to uh, instill because our parents got divorced and we feel like life now, our, genera our family tree starts with us. We don't feel like that, but I know n several people who came from divorced homes who then end up in a relationship and they're like, we're going to do it like this with all these traditions. So maybe that's what was happening. But I felt it created a touch of tension in the air. So when it came time to start the countdown, <clears throat> the girl was not feeling it. 
she was very fussy and my wife was holding her and I was trying to do the ceremonial countdown today is Ventilador 500 for Tuesday January 26th etc etc but the girl was really fussy and so my parenting approach is to acknowledge that but not try to unnecessary not try to force her into the ceremony it's a mix of I'm tr- I think what I'm trying to intentionally do as a parent is I'm trying to acknowledge her reality but also not overvalidate and reinforce what I think is kind of unreasonable behavior I'm not saying it's not her experience and it's not valid to her but I'm not trying to like like nothing happened you know, so I don't want to act like, you know, she bumped her head and fell down and is bleeding. Nothing really happened. So I'm just trying to, like, acknowledge that, but also not cater to it too much because I think that um, that is a coddling thing, I suppose. And I, <laughs> I want to have a 1950s behavioral psychology, John Watson Sort of when your child comes down in the morning, give them a firm handshake and tell them to have a great day at the office. I don't know. I just, it's, it's, I'm just trying not to over, try not to baby her, I guess. We're all just figuring it out, bro. My wife's the same way, but my wife is a, a warmer person than I am and a, and a more glasses fuller person than I am. So she just keeps staying happy and talking it's not to make her sound like she's just like on nitrous, not paying attention, but she's, she's, she's a positive, optimistic person. It's awesome. I'm sorry for her at times that she lives with an asshole like me who needs to manage his cynicism. So she's holding the girl like, it's fine, baby girl. Don't worry about it. We're going to do the race. And I think I'm getting frustrated in the moment. Like she clearly is feeling that this is not, she's not feeling this today. Let's just, my, my, my move would be to just set her down on the couch or set her down on the ground, let her cry through it, which she does and bounces back pretty quickly, and I'll start the race, and we'll have the ventilator go. Uh, so I imagine there's a touch of tension in the air, probably generated from me, because my wife's just trying to be uh, positive for the girl, or supportive for the girl, and I'm like... This is all because you, and in my head, I'm like, this is because you fucking excluded me from my own goddamn company yesterday. <laughs> and the girl knows, and she's confused, and she's confused that you started the race yesterday without dada. <laughs> and now she's like, dada's back, and the shareholders are fucking furious. What's going on? So anyway, I start the ventilador 500 i because the girl is a wreck she's upset like i said probably because wait a minute (laughs) his dad come back and won and taken retaken over the company in some proxy battle anyway there's hopefully i've conveyed what's happening here Uh, a sweet supportive loving mom uh holding a very fussy and frustrated two-year-old and (laughs) an an immature man standing there but who's breathing and who's not like being an asshole 
but it's also like, you know, maybe if we wouldn't have started Vandalador 500 yesterday without one of the founding, literally the founding father. That's what I am in this house. I'm the founding father. And then also trying to reintroduce me today. And also, you're trying to push me out of the way by keep saying it. Anyway, that's what's going on. I press play or I, pr I hit the light switch that turns on the fan. As I mentioned yesterday, all the animals have names and they start spinning around at whatever fan speed is. They fly off. <laughs> and uh, my wife and I simultaneously said, like, Jinx, do you owe me some Coke? Uh, which I know that comics say that, and I'm not going to say who they are. I, if you hear me say that, I just want you to know I've said it for, like, 25 years. I'm not stealing your jokes, okay? <laughs> I'm saying it's other people have said, Jinx, you owe me some Coke. <laughs> like, oh, wow, you have Coke nose. Oh, I have just a little bit. No, 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 they're allergies. But right at the same time, Jinx, you owe me some Coke. My wife and I said, uh, whoa, it's a tie. <laughs> and then immediately we disagreed on who the tie was between. Not in a forceful way, but this adds to what the fuck are we doing here? We can't. We need we need to go outside. That's what we need. My wife thinks it's <laughs> my wife thinks it's purple cat and uh, Mulio. The mule who has a little mohawk. And I think it's Mulio and Oso Pardo. And I'm certain that I saw that. But also memory is fallible or can't trust what you see all the time. So it's like, okay, we is this what we're doing here? Is this what COVID has, and and caring so much about having a tradition for this child has done is that we're 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 not disagreeing. We just had different impressions of what happened. And I'm like, I okay. Well, that's that's how it went. It was a tie, and she's like, "Do you want to do a runoff?" And I was like, "I sure, but I need a minute. <laughs> I need a minute to process what happened. Not what happened. I just need a minute to catch my fucking breath, have a little more coffee." So then we get to the runoff. The girl's back on board now. We work through it. She's a resilient little child. He says optimistically who if she tells a joke and it doesn't go well is not going to be the kind of child who tells the audience immediately to go fuck themselves she's gonna take it on the chin and swing back with her next best joke that's what she's gonna do i hope so <laughs> i'm not gonna read a book about raising a resilient child though why why wouldn't you take all the help you can get that's weird. Anyway, girl bounced back, and we're ready to go. And my wife, in a in a gesture of, I don't know, whatever, a gesture of being fair, I suppose, and inclusive and doing the right thing because she's a good person, she puts up her two finalists, her the people she had in her eye tying, that would be Mulio, and Purple Cat, and then also puts up Oso Pardo for the runoff, which is very thoughtful. Like, he, Oso Pardo, had no chance. I swear, Oso Pardo tied. But when you look at his body, he's 
he's shaped like a bag of sand. He does not look like he's going to stay up there very long. He's shaped like a... Oso Pardo looks like... He looks like the bottom of an hourglass. He just gets more wide as he goes down. And then that's how does that stay on a fan blade? Anyway, so there are three competitors up there for the runoff. Oso Pardo, Purple Cat, and Mulio. The girl's back on board. She's engaged. Uh, I do the proper countdown, and it seems more like every other fucking day. And I say it, and we start it, and they spin and they spin. Oso Pardo comes off in a nanosecond, which has me like, hmm. <laughs> Oso Pardo came off the runoff. Came off the runoff. So quickly, I second-guessed that I saw him tie <laughs> in the last race. But anyway, I did it. I saw what I saw, and I called what I called. So... Oso Pardo comes off immediately, and then Mulio and Purple Cat go into this really long death spin, meaning more than like 15 seconds from the fan spinning around. The centrifugal force, I would imagine, is picking up. And then they both fly off, and they tie. They tie. It was amazing. So we're in, we're already in extra time, and it looks like we're almost going to go to penalty kicks. But we do one more runoff. The third, this is uh, added time, the AET, I suppose. Uh, and we do one more with the whole ceremony, and <sighs> Purple Cat wins. So, what started as a bit of a shit show for all the supposed uh, factors that I described earlier turned out to be a thrilling multi-hurdle event won by Purple Cat, whose head is, uh, the way Purple Cat is, it's like, it's almost like a, a, a an old towel with a, a head filled with, I don't know, sand or whatever you put in kid stuffed animals that gives it a little weight. So, like, half of her body... Or more than seventy percent of her body can be like this light towelish kind of material that's hanging down the side, while her big skull is hanging over the other side. Her body's kind of like mine, all head and no chassis, and her head's hanging over the other side, which gives her a nice little way to grab onto the fan, and we got it done. So here I am talking about it. <clears throat> before I would have thought I would have talked about well this is the only time to talk about it this is this is the day and then so that had me I'm like I'm gonna go down and talk about that maybe somebody will find it interesting I know I'm broadening the portfolio of offerings here on the podcast it's not all uh, misinformation and politics and though I gotta tell you the New York Times almost like, which is not fake news, the New York Times almost immediately has such a fucking smug tone to it. it. It just, how do you, how do you talk to your QAnon friends and let them know that you're better than them? Now, QAnon 
is fucking insane. But the tone to me, as I've discussed, you know, everyone has a bad night. You don't have to fucking kick them when they're down. If, if your QAnon friend wants to come in from the cold, just let them know you have a seat next to them. I say that from a comfortable remo- remove where anybody who is near and dear to me, and that list is not long. <laughs> uh, I am a stand-up comic, by the way. I don't know I mean, how many stand-up comics have a lot of people who are near and dear to them. But uh, my list is not long. And I say that from a comfortable, comfortable remove where not a lot of people... I don't know anybody... Or have not lost anybody to QAnon. I do know somebody who has lost his dad to QAnon. But also, and he is a comic, also may have uh, lost his dad prior to that though. Like, his dad's, and he would be the first to tell you, his dad has always been a special one. So, they might have predicted this. So, if you have experienced heartbreak or, you know, utter powerlessness that I do not know of I'm sorry for you and maybe the articles about how to bring a loved one in from QAnon will resonate with you Uh, I think if I lost someone to QAnon that would be fucking you know pretty clear where the relationship was headed anyway so uh, which is you know glib and whatever but you go that way I'll go this way but I felt like New York Times was just a little smug, almost like as soon as Biden put his hand on the Bible. In the great separation of church and state. So there, I wanted to tell you like a little family event without being too political, as I just took this detour. And now with Biden's hand sitting on that Bible, I could tell you about... I could tell you about a conversation in which someone said to me, someone I heard, someone said (laughs) they were the least religious person. They were talking to someone else and said, I'm the least religious person you know. And in my head, a little bell went off that says, challenge accepted. But I'm not going to do that, I don't think, right now, because we're in this, we're, we're not there right now. It doesn't need to be a whipsaw. But what I did, maybe I'll come back to it, though. <laughs> I did think, like, well, I could go down there and talk about that. I could talk about all the machinations of is that. Is it machinations or machinations? Or both? Is it schedule or schedule? Depends if you're a Britsy or not. If, uh, anyway, I thought if I, I, I could go down, I could talk about that, and it was interesting. It also helps me process it, kind of get it through my system. Yeah, we know what processing means, dude. We all drink water and eat food, too. I'm breaking a mental sweat because I have a nagging injury that is preventing me from running, and that also is driving me fucking crazy. And I need to go do stand-up comedy. So then I was like, well, why don't I go down there and just talk about this? Get this out of my system. Yes, we heard you say that. 
Then I was like, why can't I do that every day? I'd probably feel better. Well, then you'd be then. I, and then I was like, well, then I'd be subjecting them, the audience who is here by no. Uh, you're here because you want to be here. Then I'd be subjecting them to. To maybe too much. <laughs> too much me. I don't know, but you're grown if you're listening to this. I do know that there are a couple younger listeners. What do I mean by younger? I mean under 25. And if you don't want to fucking listen to it, you're just going to turn it off. So, certainly, if I spoke into this, if I did a podcast every single day, I'd have to have guests on. Because it would just it would be just too much of one person, probably. Anyway, today was the day I came down to do it. And now that I think about it, maybe I'll try to do it. Maybe I'll try to do it for, not try to do it. Maybe I'll do it for the rest of the week. If you don't want to listen, no worries. I get it. I don't really listen to podcasts myself. I have a bunch saved on my phone. But now that I have uh, no commute anywhere and I have a two-year-old, I have very limited time where I can just... Uh, check out for 45 minutes or an hour or however long the podcast is. But if you don't want to listen, you won't listen. I don't, I don't need to worry about that. You'll just not do it. I'm very tempted to talk about the religion thing, but I don't know. I don't know... Who listens to this program? Are I don't know the what I do know a few, like I mentioned, a few statistics or data. I know a few things about the listeners of the podcast, but I don't know your religiosity. Um, I don't know. You're welcome to tell me. Uh, I just don't know. What you're hearing is somebody who needs to go do stand-up comedy. It does not seem like that's going to happen anytime soon. It is good to see our old boy, Anthony Fauci, back. He was gone for a while. And now he's back educating, uh, spreading the message of how how to be safe and how to do what's best for yourself and the greatest number of people. Which is a, an American dilemma, if there ever was one. Okay, do something, something, something? Do something for me? I can't. I got thung on the tongue by a V. Do something for myself? What's best for me? Got it. <laughs> what? And it's also going to benefit other people? Hmm, well, that I'll have to think about that. No, but really wearing a mask is the best thing. Well, for whom? For you. Well, I don't don't know about that. It's not more important than my ability to go get a tattoo. Than my, not even ability, my, my option to do that. I guess that's the same thing, ability. Fauci's back in the news and I never understood. I never understood why people didn't trust the guy. I don't, he's a plant, or maybe it's QAnon, I don't know. He's part of this plant or deep state or whatever it is. I get it. I get not trusting institutions. 
a hundred percent. But use fucking as the old professor of mine said, statistician one and two. Your eyes, <laughs> your eyeball one, eyeball two. Look at Fauci. He's eighty. They don't lie, eighty-year-olds. They're not. He comes out and he says, "Hey, here's, here's this virus." He kind of had that voice. Here's this virus. I don't know his voice. That sounds like somebody else. How? I don't know how to do his voice. This virus is so unique and unusual. We're gonna call it a novel coronavirus. And we're just like bullshit, old man. <laughs> You're not gonna fool me. Is that his? Was that his master plan, Fauci? Fauci is the son of a pharmacist who lived above a drugstore, which is a term we don't even use anymore. He went and educated himself at an Ivy League institution and started serving in the United States government, the National Institutes of Health, while our parents and grandparents were screwing their way through the summer of love. Fauci started working at the NIH. That's how committed this man was and is to stopping the spread of infectious diseases. <laughs> but we act like it's fucking Kid Rock up there giving us medical advice. Nah, man, bullshit. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That was Fauci's long con? Someday, in 52 years... I'll be able to tell people, sorry, but you cannot go get a piercing. What is he what is he trying to win? <laughs> uh he not, he looks I don't know. It just baffles me that we can't I'm not saying trust institutions. Although I did think at one time the National Institutes of Health, the CDC even though they're populated with individuals who have political perspectives, you would have thought that... I thought that they were kind of like, the CDC says to do this. I never in my life heard, oh, they're full of shit. <laughs> Why? What are they trying to do? Control us. Is that it? We're under control already. It's, it's over. We're, we're under control. The CDC is not the straw that broke the camel's back. It's, it's done. They have all their information. The cops have facial recognition. Facebook, government, they're all the fucking same thing. Sorry, not Facebook. Uh, but they're, they're un, we're under their control. Palantir, or whatever that uh, privacy, uh, whatever, whatever it's called. Palantir, Palantir, I don't know how you say it. We're under control. The CDC is not... <laughs> The banks, okay. Getting back to sophomore, college sophomore with the Wikipedia. Fauci is not trying to control anybody. He's not. Kid Rock, maybe. I don't, what, what's Fauci? Uh, it just it blew me away that we cannot, I'm not saying trust institutions. I'm talking about look at the guy. Fauci looks like someone who used to be described as a druggist. Or or you'd see him in ye old drug shop. And 
But we're like, nah, dude. And he's 80. 80-year-olds say some shit. They have nothing to lose. That's why they used to be the most racist. Now everybody, it seems like, is racist. Not everybody, but it seems like it's, it's back in the mainstream. But 80-year-olds like, oh, grandpa said this or grandma said that. I don't, I don't, what, what's up, what's up Fauci's sleeve? What is he, what, no, old man, you can't tell me what to do. What is, he's 80. My grandmother, when she was 80, she didn't think twice about telling me she loved Hitler. Yes, that comment needs a bit of context. <laughs> She was not a white supremacist. She was a Catholic, which is worse. <laughs> no. She, what she was saying, as my brother and I were like grilling her, she was telling us about Catholicism and how you love everyone. And so, of course, my brother and I go right to the, the e-ticket or whatever, like, well, do you love Saddam Hussein? Do you love the Night Stalker? <laughs> and she's like, yes. And she she wasn't like, that's my shit. But she was not worried about her comments being taken out of context because she was eighty. Do you? And we're like, do you love Hitler? And she's like, well, he had a few good ideas. No, she was like, <laughs> trying to say, and I don't understand that, but I'm not knocking people who do. I'm just saying, she. She was 80 and she said, yes, I love Hitler because that's the Catholic thing to do. Like, well, that's interesting. Fauci. I'll tell you what, I, if Fauci, I, I wouldn't trust Fauci if he told me, I mean, but look at the man. If he told me like, he's like, no, I'm a SoundCloud rapper. I'd be like, you're full of shit. He like, I know where to get a switchblade. Well, he is Italian. <laughs> so you know there are some things I, I, I think that I wouldn't trust Fauci to tell me if he said I can dunk a basketball I'd be like now you're full of shit old man what if he says wear a mask okay is it gonna is it uh, alright here we are a hundred months into the well, and I'm still talking about wearing a mask. But he's back, and that's that's what I, that was the point. It was encouraging to see old Tony Fauci back in the back in the conversation. I missed him. He seemed reasonable. He seemed warm. He seemed likable. I guess that's the that's the idea. You so distrust and chaos, and then what? We rely on. Strength. The only we need a strong man, right? Because we can't trust anything else. Have I told you about Ventilador Five Hundred? It's a wonderful game. <laughs> I will very briefly dive into the because the I mentioned my grandmother's my late grandmother. Her commitment to Catholicism. 
And passive aggressiveness. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, but I was at a, I was at the, the fun house, the neighbor's fun house, the other, the other day, and uh, we were having a drink, and the kids were in the pool. Where was my daughter? My daughter was at home sleeping. My wife was in bed drinking alone. I was down there, and someone said that they were the least religious person that they knew, that anyone knew. Like, I'm the, I'm the least religious person that you know. And I know that one of the people down there is quite relig definitely religious, quite religious. And then somebody else is like, oh, I'm agnostic. Or, and I said to him, I said, well, you know, you're actually, you're probably the second least religious people that was a nice sentence you're the second least religious person here and he was like bullshit like i'm just saying we can do it we can do it right now if you want to have a a comparison we can measure it and he goes are you atheist and i said absolutely yeah I didn't say it like, fucking A. I was like, yeah, I am. And then he said, well, I don't, I don't say I'm atheist because I don't have the faith that atheists have. Because I don't have the certainty that atheists have that there's no God. And I said, I, I don't have that certainty. It's like, I don't, I don't have to. I don't, I don't even acknowledge what am i fucking talking about i don't even acknowledge that like that's not a that's not a concept here because what i think he was doing is he's talking about like amounts of belief right so the person who is religious over there believes in something and then he might believe less what i'm saying is I don't believe in any amount. It's like it's a, I, 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 I don't even believe in the spectrum. Now, if this sounds like I'm being an asshole, I'm not. I, I am not. I'm just I'm trying to explain. I'm trying to f figure out what I'm talking about, but I'm explaining. I don't have faith that there is no God. I just live with the absence of the whole concept it's not a it's it's not is there isn't there it's just the absence of the whole question because to me the god construct the the structure of religion has just been built up around me I never, I never engaged it, signed up for it, sought it out, good or bad, right or wrong, neutral, indifferent. And then a woman said, he's fucking killing you in this game. <laughs> I was not being judgmental. And you know what? They weren't being judgmental of me, which is very rare for religious people in my experience. There was no patronizing whatever. 
but it was just like the the absence the like and what I said was it's like you go into a, an ice cream store ice cream store where, where Tony Fauci works ye old ice cream pharmacy shop and medicine show and someone says what's your favorite flavor and you not only say I don't like ice cream but it's like I don't even have a taste bud for it well but certainly you like chocolate more than vanilla I really don't even I can't even if if I put it in my mouth it doesn't it the flavor doesn't register I'm external to it And what's fucking crazy is you're sitting there listening, going, well, you're going to burn, or, oh, that's interesting, or whatever, is I'm right. (laughs) No, I'm right for me. And you're right for you. And atheists, it just, it sounds so awful. Atheists have never started a war never told anybody what to do with their body. They've never made anybody feel worse about themselves. I'm sure there's some atheist asshole who says over and over, prove God does prove that God exists. You know, well you see him in the miracle, blah blah blah. I don't do that. People have said to me, prove that God doesn't exist. I'm like, how much weed are we smoking here? It's interesting. I've, I've I've also never tried to convert a religious person to atheism. It's not bad. It's not sad. I mean, it's sad if you feel like my soul is lost, whatever the fuck that means, or I'm I'm going to burn in some eternal hellfire. I don't know. And you know what? This does not jive with like 85% of the whole world. Isn't that bizarre? That I'm just... It's, 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 uh, you think that has anything to do with your dislike of authority? <sighs> it's, the, it's the absence of the concept. It's not having more or less of it. Right? It's not different in amount. It's different in kind. Don't you believe in something? I believe in a lot of shit. I believe the Falcons somehow blew a fucking 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl in the middle of the third quarter. I don't know how that happened. But I believe it. What else do I believe? I believe in... Um, you know what I believe in? I believe in water. <laughs> I believe in Heya. And I believe people shouldn't touch kids. That's what I believe in. I also believe in people who write into the program and say, survive, motherfuckers. I think that's so great. Survive, motherfuckers. Kind regards. That that guy wrote in and said that. And now I try to feather it in once a program. If you are a religious person and... Uh, well, then the re- I guess the, the religiosity and 
entwined in with the the nation state, where we allegedly have separation of church and state, that might get on my tits a little bit. I, but but to me, <clears throat> and I will let you go. <laughs> it's just the absence. It's not more or less. And you'll be like, well, that's that's zero, so it's less. But it's not additive, or so it's not like. It's not a it's not a mathematical equation. It's just the absence of it. So there. <laughs> Enjoy your day and thank you so much for listening.